0: So, this message brought to you today. uh, I don't know what God does, and I love Chansey to death. And for some reason, every time he preaches, God speaks to me and gives me a message, also. And I don't think it has ever failed that he would preach a message. And then right afterwards, something is on my heart as well. Didn't fail. Last time he did, April 3rd, he preached a message. And I went and found him afterwards. And I was like, man, God was giving me something at the same time. Um, And it's fun for pastors when stuff starts to connect. But what's funny is so... The way God speaks to me, he'll start dropping stuff into my spirit, and he starts just like pouring stuff in, and I just start writing. And somehow or another, I can listen to what Chancey's saying, and listen to what God's saying, and write it all down at the same time. So I don't know how my brain works that way, but it doesn't. And he would start giving me this message, and I started writing it down, and I started going, and I would get to things. And, like, God would say something. I was like, oh, yes, it's going to be great. And I'd start to write it down, and God would say, no, don't write that. Why did you give me this? Like, this is perfect for right here in this spot. And he'd say, no, don't write that. So I wouldn't write it. And then Chancey would say it about 60 seconds later. That happened four to five times during his message where I would be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, no, okay, don't write that, fine. And then Chancey would say it. And I'd be like, beat me to the punch. Why'd you give it to him first, God? Chancey opened his message a few weeks ago talking about chains and what are our chains and then he went through what breakthrough is and then chain-ja had a G-E, take out the I, uh, and the work that we need to put in. So, I had the bones of this message and that was it. And then, Dwayne, hit me up Friday, like later Friday, and was like, hey, man, might need you to step up to the batter's box. Do you have anything? He's was like, ah, I mean, I got the studs, but there's no siding or anything else on this. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. You let me know if you need me to. And then Friday night, he was like, yep, batter up, man, because I need you. I was like, okay, cool. So we're going to just go with me, okay? Let's just follow along. Today we're going to dissect Christians. And I do a lot of object lessons, so I promise you I'm not about to bring a body out. We're going to not doing anything like that. Um, as cool as that would be, this is not science class and might be illegal. So just follow along with me. My first question for you guys Who is the church for? Is it for the lost? Is it for the saved? A few months ago, I did a message about what does the church look like, and today I'm asking you, who is the church for? The Bible tells us the church is for Jesus. The Bible tells us that the church is the bride of Christ. There are several parables relating to marriage and a bride He's coming back for a pure bride. So the church is for Jesus. However, Jesus is also for the church. So you might be like right now, some people... If you are listening later um, as well, you may be thinking like, now hold on, Ryan, because I've always been taught that Jesus said he came not for the healthy, but for the sick, and the church is for the lost and for the broken. Uh, Those are true things. But it also says the church is for Jesus. So we're going to look at it like a marriage, because that's the illustration that the Bible gives us. Back in ancient times, you know, they had things, it was like you had to pay a dowry to marry, and... Uh, it was like 47 cattle and a plot of land. I don't really know exactly because I didn't have to do that. Thank you, Jeff. Um, <laughs> but there was a price that the groom sometimes paid for the bride. And Jesus paid that. To earn the church as his bride, he prepared himself. He's ready. If you want to look at it in modern day, Jesus went to the Father. He asked for the hand in marriage. He proved himself to the Father. He proposed. He saved up a nest egg. He proved he's ready for his fiance. He got a job, has a house, picked the venue, hired a pastor, invited the guests. He got in shape, got his hair cut, and he's wearing the text. Tux, my bad. He's ready. He's done all the stuff and met every requirement that there was. I picture this as, you know, Jesus is waiting up there. It's like, I did it, you know, I saved the money, I have a place for us, I'm ready. So keep that picture in your mind as we move forward. And if you want to picture it a little bit differently, that's fine. Um, I love to listen to podcasts. My wife and I love to listen to podcasts. And sometimes we listen to uh, marriage podcasts and it's usually run by a marriage therapist, and they bring guests on, and they have conversations, and they'll talk about conversations and topics that marriage couples like want to go through. People will write in and ask questions, and they'll dissect it on this podcast. Uh, if you, like, ever are interested, it is a great thing for couples, because we'll listen to it, and then we talk about it, and it's just awesome. One of my favorite ones, One line he always says in his podcast is bring your best self to the marriage. And then he would ask you, when he's in these discussions, he'll say, you need to bring your best self to the marriage and ask yourself, would you want to be married to yourself? Because if the answer is no, you've got some work to do for your spouse. But if we're looking at the church and Jesus as a marriage, then we should ask ourselves, because Jesus has proven himself, but looking at the church, are we bringing our best selves to the relationship? What I want to be in a relationship with me. So now that you have that backstory built in, We're going to go into our dissection now. While God was dropping this stuff in me, he gave me a flow chart. So in one of my jobs, I do sales and I do charts and quotes. And so I've got this really cool chart that I made. I didn't give it to you guys, though. So if you want to write it down, go for it. But there's going to be some stuff on the screen behind me. Um, But he built this chart in my head and we're going to go through this chart and determine where you are. And we're going to go over it. If you remember, when Chancey preached his message, he referred back to a message he gave over a year ago, or almost a year ago, about leveling up. And as I was writing this, everything came out as levels. And I was like, there it is again, Chancey. So we're going to look at this chart, and then we're going to look at the limitation of each position on this chart. First level, we're going to call PB. Stands for pray and believe. At this level, this is the very base level of what is a Christ follower. Someone that believes in God, believes in God, singular, that's very important, (laughs) believes in God and prays. However, The limitation to this one is often there is no change. I hear this argument all the time. I actually had a conversation with somebody just a week ago where they said, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. I said, you know what? And I don't know who I first heard say this and who to attribute this quote to. But I've heard the argument, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. Well, that's true, but you do to be a good one. And I'm not saying if you don't go, you're a bad Christian, but I want you to look at a couple of these verses. Hebrews 10, 25. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. And then, if we talk about that this person, all that this level does, is they pray to prayer, and they say, well, I believe. I believe in God. That's it. Well, now I want you to look at James 2, 19. You say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. It's more than just believing. So now, let's look at the next level. PBA. Attend. So you pray, you believe. Now you attend. So you build on top of that. Now that includes your going to church. So in this one, they believe. They're not forsaking their time together. However, the limitations on this level is they don't want to be challenged. They've made a change, but now they don't want to be challenged anymore. They did like, I'm doing this, and that's that. They're the ones that Chansey talked about a couple weeks ago. The ones that come in, sit in church, leave, nothing happens throughout the week, and come back on Sunday. If you were here that week, Olahana spoke during worship, and she called those people spiritual junkies. You just come to church to get your fix, and that keeps you going for a little while. The difference here is that so many people are mistaken that the church is just a building. Because the church is the people. The building doesn't matter. They think coming in the door and sitting through the service and leaving is what it's all about. But the church isn't the building, it's the people. And we're going to dive into that next. What's going to take us to our next level is let's look at James 2:14 through 18. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing. And you say, goodbye, and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. Now, someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you didn't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. This leads to the next letter in our chart, serve, P-B-A-S. This level is great. People are starting to give back. They are becoming the church. They're no longer just sitting back, and you can serve in many ways in the church. Countless children's ministry, financial, media, sound, worship, building maintenance, cleaning. Ever wonder how this place gets clean? Sometimes serving is greeting. Sometimes serving is just leading others, praying for one and being there in the church. You're not on an official team, so to say, but you're there praying for others, lifting them up, encouraging them. That's serving. This level is great, however, it can get people upside down and burnt out. But we also need to be careful not to make serving our identity and the basis of our standing with God That verse above said it is not one or the other. It's not faith or good deeds. I will show you my faith by my good deeds. Those are some of the limitations that you can get burnt out. You can make serving your identity. These people are content, sometimes exhausted. They associate sometimes their salvation with their service. They volunteer not because they want to, because they feel obligated. I found this quote while I was studying. It says, you know what? The devil does not care if you read your Bible or if you serve or if you go to church. He worries when you start to apply it to your life. Chansey said something awesome. Stop trying to do something for God. Do something with God. That leaves me to my next level, Strive. Now, for the four people in this room that are gonna understand this, I was so excited because I'm a bass player. And a P bass is one of the most popular basses ever manufactured. It's a precision bass. And so when I was going through this, my first bass ever was a P bass. And I was like, huh, it says P bass! Yes! That was just my own fun little thing, though. No? Now we add strive. So strive means make great efforts to achieve or obtain something. I'm also going to add in that strive could also mean seek. And I didn't add it because I didn't want to have to add another S and mess up P base. So strive and seek are just the same S. But because in this way, we're making great efforts to seek Jesus. When you hit this level, and I'm going to say, when you look at these levels, you have pray and believe, attend, serve, strive seek. Um, These can go in any order. You may have somebody attending church that doesn't believe. They just like to be here. You could have somebody who prays and believes and is striving and seeking after Jesus, but they don't want to attend and serve at a church. Or you could have people who have prayed and believed and they attend and they're serving, but they're missing something. At this level, this is when somebody is making an effort to seek Jesus. It's making a change and it's applying to your life. It is when one is truly striving and seeking after Jesus, growing that relationship with him. You've prayed and believed, you attend, you serve and you seek, then now the pieces are coming together. Now you're starting to see like, oh, you know what? I get it. I've prayed, i believed, I'm attending, I'm seeking, but maybe there's still something missing. Something just not quite there. You guys are going to know as soon as you see this next verse. If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. 1 Corinthians 13, one through 3. You can have the greatest P base in the world. That sounds amazing when you plug it in. But you need to plug it in. So the final level, P base and love. In this one, you now have a reason for everything. You have the motivation, the desire, the passion that comes from love. The Bible tells us faith, hope, and love, but the greatest is love. And in 1 Corinthians it said, if you have done all these things but don't have love, it is Nothing. If you have gone through those levels, you've prayed and believe and you attend and you're serving and you're seeking after Jesus, but you're like, man, every time I open my Bible, this just does nothing. Every time I try to serve, I'm just like, i got to be here again. There's one thing you're missing. Because at that point, your desire to serve is from love. Your desire to attend is from love. Your desire to seek after Jesus is from love. In this level, you're filled with his spirit and his love. So you also go, you love. In this level, I changed this back and forth so many times on what level it was because I almost had it as like the P base and love, P base and go, like so many different things because at this level, you go. You must go and share and you give it to others. This is love. I'm going to paint a picture for you right now of what this can feel like. So follow along with me. You're going out to eat with your significant other, a loved one. The meal is amazing. And we'll say it's dessert because that's a weakness for me. If it is not for you, make it your weakness, whatever food weakness you have and you order a dessert, the most decadent dessert that is on that menu. They put it in front of you and it is incredible. It looks amazing. You take that first bite and it has changed your life. You're automatically thinking of like, man, I'm gonna buy this once a week. I gotta get this all the time. I've gotta find this recipe so I can make it at home. You have that first bite and you proclaim, holy cow, this is amazing. And then the next words you say, you gotta try this. That's what this feels like. When you've got that picture together, and I certainly hope God is better than a slice of cheesecake. But that's that feeling, that tiny feeling when you bite a cheesecake and you've got to share it with somebody because that cheesecake was amazing and you want to share it with your loved ones, that's what it's like. That's a fraction of what it's like. You've got to try this. Taste this. It's amazing. It will change your life. You want people to experience the amazing thing that you experienced. In this level, everything is connected, and you begin to take others up the next level with you. Because at this level, okay, I'm looking around the room, and I don't know if everybody is going to get this reference. My family and I love Super Mario. All right, I got one, and I know my wife, so I got two at least. My wife and I have Mario tattoos, all right? We love Mario. We say that we saved our marriage. Um, (laughs) This is true. Um, And now, our kids love Mario. And because they made a Mario movie recently, which of course we went to, took the kids, and it was a great family event, um, and... We have every Mario game that ever came out and our kids love Mario and they love to play it. When they're not fighting, it is the best thing in the world to watch our kids play this game together. Sometimes it turns into a knockout drag out hate each other fight, but when they're playing together it's one of the like just warms my heart the most to watch my kids work together to achieve a goal. However, they don't have my 30-plus years of Mario experience, all right? My wife and I still have the Super Nintendo that I got when I was in kindergarten. In fact, we just beat Super Mario World all the way through. Um, So I've played every game, I've beat every game, and I've beat every level, and so I know the game well. Now, my kids are playing it, and they don't have my expertise. So, when they're playing a game and they can't get through that level, they ask me, Daddy, can you help us get to the castle? Can you help us get to that next level? Because I can't do it by myself. We've been trying and we try and every time we fall into that lava pit and we can't make it past that jump because there's a turtle there afterwards. (laughs) So, they ask me because I've made it to that level. So, when you are all the way at this level, you can help others. At that point, you can take them to the next level. I've beat the game, so I can go back and say, you know what, yeah, let's play it together. I'm going to show you where the hidden blocks are. I'm going to show you how you can get up to here so you can walk with them to that. It's like John talked about last week. For the record, John, I'm so proud of you. You did a great job last week. when he shared his testimony with us, it happened to him in his life. He didn't know Jesus. His foster family introduced him to Jesus. And then, John beat the game. So John took his dad and said, Dad, I want to take you through some levels real quick. We're going to beat this game together. And he did it. That's then, when you're in that moment, like, you got to try this. Now, this is the moment where I want to issue a warning. Because this one, this is the goal, okay, to get to here. However, there is a downside to trying to continue to level up going to the Mario reference. Once I beat the game, now I want to go back and beat it again by finding all the hidden worlds. And I want to go back and unlock the secret levels. And I'm going to try it and I'm going to try it and I'm going to try it and I'm going to get focused on just doing that. So the caveat that I want to warn you, don't make it about yourself. Because when God starts to do amazing things through you and continue to bless you, it's very easy. Look what I did. Mm. There is a very sharp drop-off from level, 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 level. You're at P-Base in Love, self. There's a harsh drop-off. As soon as that comes into play, In this level, you can become self-righteous. You can lose your focus. You can become prideful. You can start holding back. In this level, you walk around afraid. You start looking at, look what I've done. You forget to thank God for blessing you. You can start to think that you're better than others. Pay attention to this line. You lose your focus. And instead of living Christ-like for Christ, you start living Christ-like for yourself. And I'm going to say that again because you've gone through the levels. You know the right things to do. You know we're called to live like Christ. Somewhere along the way, instead of living like Christ for Christ, to show love to others, to serve others, to serve your king, seeking after him out of love. Well, now, you're doing all those things to check a box, to say you did it, to look good in front of others, just to hold yourself up, keep an appearance, to make it about yourself. In the Bible, sometimes these were the Pharisees and the Sadducees, They were the ones who thought they knew it all and nothing could touch them. This is when church splits happen. This is when people argue over unimportant things like what color to paint the walls instead of talking about how they can show God to others. This is the level where when you start getting here, Christians get a bad name. This is the level when Christians start to hurt people because they've made it about themselves. They may not even know it. They may not even know that they stepped off of that edge. And they're just thinking about what they want, what they like, and the church should mirror that. This is when people get hurt. And if you didn't have the right level to begin with, if you got hurt by the church and then you lost your faith in God, your faith was in people and not God to begin with. This is a dangerous level to get associated with. Chancey spoke about being hurt, about wearing chains. And he talked about for him, it was as simple as laying it down and not picking it up again that he tried many times and didn't realize he was just picking it up every time. Which is crazy. Like, I'm going to leave it. I'm not going to touch it. I am not going to take this with me anymore. This will never be with me again. Next thing you know, it's still in your hand. He said it was as simple as picking or laying it down and not picking it up again. If you're looking at it in this example of these levels, and you're going from one level to the next level, to the next level, five, next level, and then you took the wrong one, you know what it is as simple as? Taking a step back. It's as simple as taking a step back. If you went too far, whether by your own actions, your own pride, getting hurt, all we have to do is go back. Go back one level. Go back to the one that showed us love. It is in that going back where we know the verse that love covers a multitude. I asked you in the beginning, are you bringing your best self? Would you want to be in a relationship with yourself? I want you to think about that and not to guilt you, because I don't want to guilt anybody in any way. And I hope you're not feeling guilt. And that if you need to level up, I hope what you are feeling is conviction. And I will say that if that is what you're feeling, if you are anywhere on these levels and you're feeling that conviction that you know you're just down here. You're level one or two, level one and a half. Like, you know you're not at the level that you need to be at. But if you're on there, You know what to do. I don't need to tell you what you should do right now in this moment. tell you, you can come forward if you want to come forward to pray. You can pray in your seat. But if you know you're not at the level that you need to be at and you need that to change, tune me out and start praying. If you want somebody to pray for you, I'm appointing right now Ben and Eddie that they can come and pray for you. If you need to come forward to pray for that, they will come up and pray for you. Are you guys cool with that? Thank you. So if you're in one of those levels and you need to level up, let's do that. Do that now. Don't listen to me anymore. You start praying on that level that you need to be at. If you don't need to, and God is speaking to you right now, and there's no conviction in your spirit, don't worry then, you're good. I can remember many times, once it hits this point in the service, where there's that moment of like, was it me? Do I need to do something? I don't know if I need to do something. You'll know. Because if you have that peace, you can be feeling the Spirit move, but He's not telling you to do it. That's fine. You're good. Don't worry. Pray for others right now, then. Pray for the church. Pray for the entire bride. And now at this point, I'm going to say to anybody else here, whether you're listening online, afterwards, in a podcast, on YouTube or Facebook, whatever, or if you're in this room and you've been listening and you don't know Jesus, I'm going to tell you the briefest gospel description that I can. Number one, there is a God, and that God created everything, the world, the animals, people. And you may ask, well, if there's a God, why is there bad stuff that is happening in the world? And I'm going to tell you the reason because of that is sin. God created us, but he gave us free will to make decisions, and thus, humans, we messed it up. Sin entered the world. Because of this sin, God sent his son Jesus to live a perfect, sinless life, to die for us, but he beat death and rose again. And you may be wondering then, why? It goes back to that one level, love. The same love that I spoke about before, that's why. Because God loves us, that's why he made us. He made us because he loves us. And because he loves us, he wants us to love him. got into a conversation with a coworker about this and they said why would I follow this God? I believe there's something out there but why would I follow a God who gave me free will but then decides to judge me based on the choices that I made? And I told them the reason is because without that ability to choose, it is not real love. God does not want forced love. He doesn't want your love because He said, you have to love me and I've created you without the ability to do anything but that. That's not real love. Real love is me choosing to love my wife every day. Real love is making that decision that I want to be with him, that I want to follow Jesus. That is real love and that is why he gave us that because otherwise it's not real at all. God wants us to choose to love him and not be forced to love him. That is it. That's why Jesus came. That's why he died. So if right now you're sitting there or you're listening wherever you're at and you're wanting this love and you want to know Jesus, you want to choose Him. We can help. I want everybody just bow your heads. And like I said, to the first group, you know you need to level up, do that. Start praying. Do that now. If you need to come forward, you can do that. If you're sitting there and I talked about you're feeling good and you're okay, good. Pray for those others. Pray for them to level up. Pray for them that are hearing this message now, just heard the gospel. And they're starting to think, okay, I need that love. I need that Jesus. Is everybody praying? I want to know if I need to pray for you. If you're sitting there and you know I need this love, I need this Jesus, because I need to get to those next levels. Raise your hand so we can pray for you right now. If you're watching online, you can pray with us. God, I know, I see and I learn and I realize that I am a sinner. And I see, God, that you love me. God, I am sorry for my sins. I ask you to forgive me and change me. God, send your spirit and your love into my life and begin a new work in me. That I may come to know you and I may share you with others. And God, we thank you for those that have just prayed that and that have just been welcomed into your family and can level up to experience your love. God. I pray for us as a church. I pray for the individuals here, listening. They're sitting in this room. Pray for us individually. I pray for our church. I pray for the church. That we can bring our best selves to this marriage. That we will be a bride that wants to be married. That we would look at ourselves and go, yeah, I would want to be in a relationship with me. I pray God that if there is any need in people today to move, that you move them to that next level.
1: Ryan preached an amazing message this morning. And it was a teach, he teached. And I just sat back there and I just, there was so much that he said. And I felt like I needed to take an opportunity um, to to give you an opportunity to apply what he said. Because so often I know we can get up here and we preach and it's like, Lord, do whatever you do. You know what I mean? And it's like, we just, we put it out there and we let, it's like, Lord, you got to deal. You got to work through them. But what he done today, what he taught today, I don't feel it was a, it wasn't something that I feel like God had to go out and do. I feel like he gave you very practical uh, knowledge and wisdom that now it's just up to you to apply. I really felt like that. I mean, awesome. There's so many things he said from the, from the Jesus standing at the altar. Well, from what I know, when the man is standing at the altar, he's waiting. He's waiting on what? He's waiting for that woman to come down. He's waiting for the bride to come up. So that, so that then leaves it in your hands again. Jesus is waiting on us as a church to do something. Then he continued with the P-Base. My goodness, like everybody here, I know you're attending, right? You know, are we praying? I, I believe. I really do believe you're praying. Uh, uh, <clears throat> the the uh, believing. We've, we preached it. We know it. I know you believe. And then uh serving. That's I'm a, can I be honest? I, I know there are people serving. But I believe that there are some of you that are This is not a negative. I just think you just don't know. Like I just don't even know what to do. I was talking to Pastor Ben this just a couple of days yesterday maybe and um my days are a little mixed up cuz I've been out of it. And he said, uh, he said, I'm, I'm a superhero, you know? And I was like, absolutely. And he was like, no, nah, all I did was ask. And I was like, Dwayne, you're an idiot, right? Because all he did was ask. So I'm about to ask. I'm going to ask a few people to do me a favor real quick. Pastor Ben, will you join me up here? Uh, uh, Pastor Chancy, will you join me up here? I've already got Ryan up here, so see if I'm missing okay for for the sake of what I'm about to say or do, um I need these guys up here for a very specific reason. Just scoot over for me so you've got you've got Pastor Ben, and Pastor Ben is our worship pastor. If you didn't know now you know. <laughs> Pastor Ben is our worship pastor, and all things worship, Pastor Ben is over. He's taken care of. And the beauty about what Pastor Ben is doing is he's taking, he's not just, he's not just filling a role, right? He's not just filling a role. He's filling people. And... We all understand let's just okay, because sometimes people hear me say things, and I know that I have the thought, but maybe you don't have the thought, okay, so water comes from somewhere, and though we may fill up a cup of water, we did not produce it. Amen mm-hmm. So when I say he's filling up people, we need to understand that he's not producing what he's filling people up with. Is that okay with you okay, so Pastor Ben is filling up people, and he's filling them up from young age all the way up. And if you, if, if, you, if you have not witnessed this, let me make it clear for you. All the young people you see on this stage doing worship, they were kids, considered kids, you know, three to five years ago. And Ben was pouring into them then so that they are now doing what they're doing now. Okay, then you've got Pastor Ryan. Pastor Ryan has acted in uh, the, the place of uh, media pastor. So, you know, online and, and different things like that, the sound and, you know, different stuff that you see us doing now is because of his hard work and ingenuity. okay. It needs to continue. It needs to continue. But what you see us doing up to this point has been because of the work that he has put in. Not by himself. Please don't misunderstand. Each one of these guys are pouring into people. Okay? Pastor Chansey. Pastor Chansey is our family pastor. All right? So anything that, you know, anything that has to do with the family. Right? Kids marriage husbands wives you know all of that all of that stuff he's pouring into in some way shape or form how children's ministry right at one point he was the man he did it all but we have come to a place praise God that he's not doing it all anymore everybody got me you following me so you got children's ministry going on, and he's not the man always doing it anymore. <laughs> You've got family ministry going on, and he's no longer the man doing it all, all the time. Is he still got big roles in that? Absolutely. You know, if you come to the uh, uh, home, the, the gatherings, then thank Chancey. If you come to the gatherings and you see the the beauty and the life that's happening in the midst of those, you can thank Chancey. Yeah. And again, just to be clear, we know that Chancey only does what he does because God has fit him to do so. So when I say thank Chancey, I'm just saying give this guy a pat on the back because he is working and he gets what he gets from God, but it's nice sometimes to say, thanks, Chancey, I appreciate you. Okay, so the reason I'm making this very clear to you is because each one of these guys are doing what they do for God because they've leveled up. They have absolutely 100% leveled up, and now it's their time to help some of you to come forward, to level up. Now, don't get me wrong, I know that each one of you out there some of you may be already in the process of doing some things and helping, and we appreciate everything you do. But there's some of you that are not. Which brings me back to what Pastor Ryan said at the beginning. He said the reason, the reason people know is because we've, we've tasted and we've seen. He didn't say it this way, but that's basically what he's saying. We've tasted and we've seen that the Lord is good here. You follow me? Here, because he used a restaurant. He used food. So when the people come to the body day and they've tasted and they've seen that the Lord is good here, and they're like, you got to come and you got to try this because it's good. I need to ask you, is it good? I'm asking you, is it good? If it's good, then tell somebody to come and get it. Invite somebody to come and get it. Ask. Open your mouth and ask somebody. Hey, you know what? Would you be interested in coming and trying the Lord out here at the Body Dayton? you know what i've seen you got kids and do you think your kids would love this here at the body dating well the reason i know it's good is i actually i work there i serve there man i never ate so much olive garden in my life when my, when my wife worked there <laughs> Because my wife worked at Olive Garden, I loved Olive Garden. Can I tell you now I have only went maybe twice since she quit working there? <laughs> what am I saying? Listen. If you if you pray about it, please. But, I mean, I feel like we've, we've been there. We've done that. But if you feel like you still need to pray about it, pray about it, please. But if you have a gift, if you've been given a gift or knowledge about something in one of these areas, I need for you to, before you leave today, before you leave today, come to one of these people and say, Hey, I have this gift. And I need for, one of, I need for you to write down their names. So we have a specific name in a specific category, and then we are going to sit down with you to see how we can get you connected in to begin to serve up what's so good that you like about this place. Because that is a truth. We have an amazing thing here, and nobody will ever know if we don't tell them. Let me tell you a few things. I've, I've heard, and this is just, this is just what I like to call a family meeting, okay? I'm not, we're not preaching no more. Ryan did a great job. It's amazing. I am trying to take the, I'm trying to give you an opportunity. I've heard people tell me, they're like, man, I love coming to this church. And you know what? From the, from the like, Different people, right? This, this person says, I look in this church. Man, you know, Pastor Jeff will preach one week, and then you will preach another week. And then Pastor Jeff will preach another week, and you will preach another week. And it's like, man, the word is always good. You know why? Because we're listening to God. We're, we're, we're waiting on God to hear what he wants to say to his people. And then we, as pastors and leaders of the church, we're pouring into people. That's our job. We pour it into them, they're pouring into you. The word is very clear about the job of the pastor of the church. We're here to equip the people to go and do more of the work of God. So, I am asking you, please get with one of them. Are you good with kids? And you know what? And I'm I'm across a line. Listen. <laughs> I'm across a line here. You know what? I work with teenagers my job is to work with teenagers and I know some of you guys man I do this weekend and week out I don't want to come into church and do it again <laughs> that remind me of my kids my kids are like oh, dad I don't want to go to church why not man it's just so early dad Like we, and I'm not, my kids have never said this to me. Okay. So let me not say my kids. I've, I was a kid one time and I know I said this, like, why do we got to go to church every morning? We don't go to church every morning. We go to church once a week in the morning, you go to school every day of the week and you get up and I don't have to, I don't have to like, I know you don't like school, but I don't have to beg you to go to, you're, you following me? Now, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to beat you over the head, but I'm just. It's just some common sense things in my mind. It's like you go to work every day and work with kids, but you don't want to do it one day a week when you've been gifted to do so. I'm gifted to work with young people. Like I am gifted to work with young people. I am. I. There's that's one thing, and I, I actually I love doing it. But the kids I work with, oh, Lord knows I could murder one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so coming in on a Sunday or a Wednesday, if, if, if I was asked to do so, it wouldn't be a problem for me. Are you following me? Because the truth is, is when you're working for Jesus, you're getting so much more. If you don't think so, try it. It's, trans- it, it, it's, it's transformative, I promise you. Matter of fact, you work in whatever you do here, you give your gifting and, and your service to God doing that, it will refresh you to do what you do, to, to, what you get paid to do better. Amen. This is not a sales pitch. I'm just giving you truth, okay? So again, if you will do me a favor, before you leave, if there's something you know That you have a gifting for, and maybe you just have a, you love it, you wanna do it, you just wanna give it a. Talk to one of these people and say, hey, can I, how can I, what do I have to do? And we are going to work on that. We're gonna get you involved. Because I don't, I don't no longer wanna see people just coming in, getting filled up and fat spiritually. No, let's put it to work. Let's put it to work because there is. There are so many more people out there that need Jesus, and they're only going to get it through you. I'm not, I've, I've, I'm no longer have the expectation that I can preach to everybody in this world. I can't do it. Okay, so I'm asking you before you walk out of those doors, please get involved. Get with one of these people and tell them how you would like to serve so that you can level up because that's what they're here to do, to help you level up. We'll disciple you. We'll train you. We'll do whatever we have to do to get you involved with reaching people for Jesus Christ. All right? Is that okay? they like, well, do we have a choice? You're holding a gun to yeah. us. <laughs> you just told us you're not letting us out. I didn't say that. I was just All right. Okay. I'm just going to, Pray to release you, and then you can go. You guys good with that? If we we can. He, Ryan's got a pad here. He's ready to write it down. All right. So I'm telling you, get with him, guys. Get with him. I had a conversation this morning. You can just thank. Uh, I'm gonna just. I'm gonna keep it real. You can thank my brother-in-law Tim for this. For me being here right now, because he was speaking to me outside, and I realized I'm like, you know what? God is placing the people that we need in this church. And we just, we're scared to ask. We're scared to ask. The knowledge and the wisdom we need to do everything we need has been placed right here in front of us. Lord God, thank you and praise you for your people. Thank you and praise you, Lord God, for your leaders. Lord God, thank you, Lord God, for those who have leveled up from the PB all the way up to the P base in love. Thank you, God. And Father, help us to continue to serve and to to attend, Lord God, to pray and to believe, Lord God, and strive after you, seek after you. Lord God, I pray right now that you would just continue to move on us, build us, mature us, Grow us, Lord God, so that we can go out and we can be your disciples and we can pull in so many more people so that they can know you, love you, and begin their own journey to leveling up, to just keep multiplying because you are a multiplying God. Be with your people. Minister to them, I pray, in the name of Jesus. And continue to give us wisdom Lord God, to live for you and pour into us your Holy Spirit, to overflowing. And we pray all this in your son Jesus' name. We all said, amen. Amen. Go ahead and cut those lights on so that people can see, so when they come to talk to chanty. Why did your name just, uh, golly. What? Ryan, my brain is not here. Ryan and Ben. All right. Love you guys.